0: He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, terrible. It's just terrible. Back here on Hack City, Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. I am, Sean, I'm in probably the most disoriented state that I could possibly be because yesterday uh, my mental well-being was hanging on by the last thread of sanity that it had because of, Internet issues, if anyone who tuned into the Rufino and Joe show it was exactly what I'm doing, I had like a little bit of a blow up over the internet, not working in the office. So we opted to tape here because it didn't work yesterday when we tried to tape. Now my alarm doesn't go off on our scheduled taping time in the morning, and I am 15 minutes removed from waking up. So I'm sure that this is going to be great quality, Sean. How are you doing today? It,
1: it should be great. Uh, you know, I love... I love being the punctual one. It makes me feel good. Uh, it, it's like well,
0: it's easy it's like, when you got three hours head start. So it, it, it's
1: it's like being in a relationship and you're kind of the one that messes up and you get sick of it. And then all you can really hope for is that your partner is the one that finally messes up. So you can really so you be like, ha, got you. Instead of me getting got, I'm getting you now. I'm not getting got anymore because look what you did. And it's obviously a toxic relationship that, that you. Yeah, would be in, I, I, but, I was going to say, but brother, that's, <laughs> that's what it feels like in this instance. I was finally able to say, gotcha, Joe. That's what I, I did. I, I got him today.
0: I was gonna say what type of relationships were you in, but I know the two relationships. Don't that you worry were in. about I, mine. Okay? I mean, I have I have, I have, I have no leg to stand on. <laughs> I have no leg to stand on from the relationship that you encountered that I was in. So, but I know exactly what you mean because I, think I you both, yes. both encountered that. I am just trying to draw a metaphor. That's all I'm trying to do. Not <laughs> even maybe not even
1: for my own life. Just what does a, that mean? just a metaphor. I'm just saying I'm
0: drawing a metaphor. Okay. Well, stay on I the ball here, sleepy. I think you would need the context to draw that metaphor. Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's, it's just, it could be a contextless metaphor. My, ironically though, Sean, we actually are going to be talking about two different types of relationships on today's show. And what I'm talking about Bill O'Brien leaving Nick Saban, and then we also have some drama still going on between Ed Reed and the cookman. So we're going to talk a little bit about both those things. Sean's going to react to a mock draft that I did yesterday that surprisingly didn't get uh, eviscerated as much as I thought it was going well, to get. Well, not get, as but much
1: as someone was.
0: Uh, we're not going to. Hey, look, you know, I talk about it like props to Ryan. That was a, a, a tough move to decide to go with, with Michael Mayer. And I, I actually defend him. I actually think that Michael Mayer to the Lions at six is very realistic because of who Dan freaking Campbell is, that we forget that he is the most hard-nosed coach in all of all of the NFL, Sure, and that they're not going to take a blocking tight end that is also an incredible receiver. No, I, of course, that's, that's crazy. That doesn't make any sense for that team that doesn't have a tight end because they traded said tight end away. No, it doesn't make any sense, Sean.
1: OK, that's that we're not getting into that now, but okay. I'm excited to
0: react to your mock draft.
1: OK, uh, do we have a little bit of business that I can brag about here?
0: Uh, I think we do have business that we can uh, if you're referring, yeah, yes. you're referring to the read. Yeah, yes, can uh, do the read, the read.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I live with a huge Cowboys fan. I do. I mean, really, he's got a he lives and breathes with them. It's not as bad as it was. He told me a story about. That I completely forgot that when we were both kids growing up, uh, when Tony Romo botched the uh the PAT or the field goal, whatever it was, mm-hmm. apparently he punched me out of anger
0: uh, because he was so
1: <laughs> mad. And he was like crying and he punched me out of anger because he was so mad. I I don't even remember that, which which I find uh, between uh, me and him, I'll just chalk that up to zero. It doesn't didn't matter, but it was just a, a little reference point. This this guy loves the Cowboys. The Cowboys played the 49ers on Saturday. I took the 49ers covering three. I didn't tell him because that's that's what I think a responsible anti-jinx better does. But also, in the name of friendship, when you have a team in the playoffs, you don't really want to twist the knife in and, and kind of laugh and call and brag about betting about a team losing. Uh, Joe was very upset with me for just trying to get my money right uh, on, on Saturday. But we'll move past that. Uh, regardless if you're going to make a bet in secret or if you're going to make a bet in public head to bet online it's truly the truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite leagues and events head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use promo code believe to receive your rewards betonline.ag where the game starts joe any response to you being very snippy with me on saturday when i called just to see okay if you wait, like wait. The, I, i'm not trying to start anything i no, just no, no, you no. a little snippy
0: no you you are a, a, a Sean you called me when my team was down 20 plus points there's I'm some value there I'm referring to the Giants if you're going to make the in place a a, a bet a money line live bet go for it you don't call me you don't call me and ask, oh, do you think that the Giants are going to get back into the game? You what impression like that. is that? I know you're not impersonating that, me with that uh, voice. That's not you, but that's what you sounded like in my head because you are a a a total jackass for doing that. Any Look, no one who is watching their team play and losing that bed wants to talk about betting. If you think that they're going to come back, go for it. I don't know if they're going to come back. I don't well, think I you, knew they had no a shot. I just,
1: I just didn't know if there was any value there. If you thought they had a shot. Do
0: you really think that Daniel Jones was going to lead a, a 20 plus point comeback? Do you really think that that was going to happen besides the point, Sean? Um, let's talk about Bill O'Brien though. So yesterday in really not so shocking news, Bill O'Brien, who was Alabama's offensive coordinator is leaving and he's heading to the new England Patriots. Now that's a great move. For Bill Belichick, because it's somebody that's from his coaching tree. He has had a background and a, a prowess of success as an offensive coordinator. If I am I blanking here, did he was he the offensive coordinator for Mac Jones, or am I skipping a generation?
1: I believe you're skipping a generation. He was okay. in
0: Houston and then it went right to Alabama from Houston after that whole shit blew up. Okay. Um besides there are still connections, and it makes sense for that Patriots hire. Now, this opens up the door for a lot of people to potentially be hired. Now, the ones that kind of keep getting thrown out there is Dan Mullins, a possibility. Jeff Levy from Oklahoma, who was previously at Old Miss, Underline Kiffin, is a possibility. I have thrown out Cliff Kingsbury as a possibility in a, in a reel that oh. I did. But let me ask you this, Sean, before we pitch a couple of names. Do you think that this is going to be better for Alabama in the long term because of some of the issues that they had over the past couple of seasons where some people did place blame on Bill O'Brien for lack of offensive production?
1: I still, I don't, Alabama is such a, an outlier. It seems like in the college football realm with how they operate, how they work, how Saban has been able to create a culture where truly in the era of, I'd say me athletes, it still seems like a we team. And it's if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. But if you are here and you commit, we'll get you to the NFL. That's how it, it is. So to be able to do that, I think Alabama is still in fine shape, no matter who they bring in. As long as they have saved at the, at, at the helm, it doesn't really matter who they bring in as the O.C., at least Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I've seen multiple offensive coordinators. I've seen Alabama still be incredibly productive and still be a top five team in the nation for the last decade. So with that track record, it seems like they could bring in they could bring in coach J.B. uh, to be their offensive coordinator, and he might shake some things up, but it would still be, I think, an Alabama ran offense, which run the rock. Have your speedy receivers, your good receivers, a solid tight end, and a quarterback that will be a draft pick. Like, like That's what it seems like to me. And, and if that's not a, a a really great take, so be it. But that's the truth about Alabama. They're operating on a different wavelength than everybody else. Georgia starting to get there, but that's just because of talent and dominance. It doesn't feel like a true, true culture there yet. Alabama, though, concrete evidence that they can move the ball.
0: My, so to answer the question that I posed, I, I actually do think that this is going to be better for them in the long term. I think Bill O'Brien is a great coach, but because of the expectations that Alabama has and that they struggled this past year with a lack of receivers, it seems strange to me that they were so committed in these important games. Like I think most, mostly back to the LSU game, why it was. Bryce, you need to go win us the football game. You had that doesn't normally seem like them a Heisman contending running back at one point last season in Jameer Gibbs, and he's going to be a first round pick. So, for me to not rely on him and also the other, they they, they had two other running backs too that were good enough to lean on. They should have been running the ball more in certain games, and I don't really understand why Bill O'Brien has always set up his guys like that. And I'm maybe a little concern for Mac Jones, but it's a pro style scheme. And I think it's something that's going to mesh well. So that's not an issue. Sean, the one thing though, look, I've, I mentioned three of the top names. If you look up any article, those are the three top names. And I think that Cliff Kingsbury is the most unlikely because he just kind of disappeared into the sunset, but
1: he fell off the face of the earth in Thailand. That's what he did. I he should have
0: done. Yeah, he's disgraced, but I really do believe that the best move for both parties is for him to be the next offensive coordinator. For Cliff Kingsbury, his sake, there is no easier and better path to get back into the most prominent roles in coaching than to take on this job as the offensive coordinator in producing really good results. It has happened it was a- for both positions on a, a, a year-to-year basis from guy to guy. Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian are the most perfect examples that are now head coaches at massive programs. The flip yeah, side Yeah, in the of SEC,
1: that, Kingsbury was a Big 12 coach.
0: It doesn't mean they not coach it do- in the it, SEC. I, understand.
1: I know, I know, but I'm just… It seemed like a different animal of how they how they coach in the SEC. Kingsbury, I think, is is, is might be too proud to to change some things up at Alabama. Is, is he going to go air raid at Alabama? Is he going to? Yes. Is, oh my God! You don't do that there. You don't have the best Why? running backs in the nation,
0: and then go air raid. I am. You're obviously not going a pure strict air raid. Look, we saw that it worked at Mississippi State when Leach took over. They. They worked worked okay. It worked okay. No, I I I disagree. Better with him than before. I disagree that they with a with talent limitations, they were very productive for what they had. They weren't. I'd say that yes.
1: I'm just saying. I don't know if Kingsbury's the dude. I think he's got too much ego to be the dude there.
0: But maybe that's what he needs. He needs that that check because who else is going to hire him? no one is going to hire him as a head coach right now someone will
1: hire him as an oc in the nfl because he knows how to do that
0: then why didn't the he cardinals take, melted wait, down the cardinals wait, melted down why didn't he take one of the opportunities that were offered to him when before and instead of choosing to go to thailand there were teams that were what interviewing and wanted do? to interview him. why wouldn't I, you go to the beach for a year I think that that's a cop out. I think it's a cop out. I think oh going to the God. go d- disappearing you, you, for a year, if you're passionate about coaching and if you are young, as young as Cliff Kingsbury is, you need to stay in the game. I don't understand. Young? young doesn't mean anything to me. Dean Pease was the defensive coordinator for
1: Atlanta last year. He's 74 years old. Age doesn't Pete Carroll's oldest coach. Okay. In the NFL. All right. Okay, so both of them are going to die mean, soon. It doesn't mean anything to me. Young means nothing to me. It
0: means they've got more years on this planet to coach and to Oh my God! What if he? To, what
1: if he doesn't want to coach all of his life? What if he says, "I was just publicly
0: embarrassed in Arizona for 18 straight months. I'm taking some time off to have the opportunity to interview for the Patriots job. You at least have to interview for it. I, I think to to cop out like that. I, I I just don't understand what the plan is here with him. That that's what I'm. You when know I'm what the plan getting. is?
1: Hey, I'm going to go put my feet up on the beach and get paid by the Cardinals because they signed me through 2027. That's but that's the plan. Do we think he's going to get the Matt Rule treatment? Because I don't think so. I don't think anyone is going to hire him. I think Matt rule should have done what uh, Kingsbury did going to Nebraska for Matt rule a year out when he could have gotten no. paid like $25 million this
0: year. Uh, you, you, what, what your mind frame is not, so- co- not, not
1: human beings.
0: He's not soft like Kingsbury. And he wanted to go right back into coaching and take on a good job. That's what it was. Matt rule, Matt rule knew that, the, that even though he was disgraced from the NFL for a lack of production, that he was still good enough of a college coach to get offered a job. No one is offering anything higher than this Alabama offensive coordinator job. It has not been offered yet, but if it gets offered, Cliff Kingsbury cannot dilly-dally and must take the job.
1: Don't say dilly-dally. First of all, there's good jobs that open up every year. Look at the jobs that were open this year. You had Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Nebraska. Who else? Louisville.
0: But, but, okay, no one at a a high mid tier to high level P five job is going to offer Cliff Kingsbury. The best head coaching job he had was Texas tech and he failed. No one is going to, in their right mind, hire him.
1: I doubt that. I still think what did, what did Matt rule do? Okay. We were good with Baylor for two years. I went to Carolina flamed out. And now
0: I'm back at Nebraska getting paid a bunch of money, but Matt rule was a winning coach at temple was a winning coach at Baylor. He did it twice. Cliff Kingsbury hasn't been a winning coach at a high level once anywhere he's been. He was the offensive coordinator at USC for 10 minutes before he jumped ship to the, a job that shouldn't have been offered to him. No one else was offering him a head coaching gig at any level.
1: You don't think he could have gotten like the Arizona State job? No. Oh, my God.
0: No, I don't think so. I, I think that they, they understand that, the, that he needs a reset
1: so he's taking a reset a reset right is now. taking
0: the offensive coordinator job at the best program in the country we have That's different a opinions
1: reset. of what a, of what a reset is then
0: i guess we do um God, sean live speaking of a reset sure bethune cookman and the situation with ed reed is getting very heated so to recap of what we talked about last week with this situation so ed reed was in contract negotiations to sign on as Bethune-Cookman's head coach, um, which is you know in line with some of the other former NFL greats to take on these HBCU jobs. And while he was in these contract negotiations, he stepped in and was going to start taking over the team and had this very uh, explicitly laced rant, justifiably expressing his concerns with the fact that the campus was a mess, that his office wasn't cleaned, and he was pissed and saying, I shouldn't even be here. I shouldn't even take this job. They didn't even clean clean my office. He issued an apology shortly after, and now Bethune-Cookman has uh, halted their negotiations. so he is no longer going to be their head coach. He has since gone on a uh, news uh, broadcast, and, and I think it was with his agent, where he was talking about, and they were answering some questions regarding the situation. Apparently, he turned down taking over for dion at jackson state to take on this job because he thought it was more promising the one thing that gets even trickier though is now bethune Cookman's students are coming out publicly saying our dorms have had mold in them Uh, this campus is a mess there is no accountability by the university to to make it a clean and safe living environment so we're not only finding out that ed reed feels like he was disenfranchised by the situation but students are also upset that one they are letting Ed Reed go and there is also an effort and a protest to get him to come back but also they are using it as an opportunity to protest their own issues. So a lot of complexities here Sean and it yeah. kind of goes in line with what we talked about last week where it just felt like that they were trying to just use him for the free publicity and they weren't going to give him the support and the um, the resources that he needed to succeed.
1: Yeah, I also saw a petition from the players to try to keep him uh, uh, the, yeah.
0: that, that wanted
1: him to be their coach. It's a weird situation. It's Deion Sanders kind of, with his media company and having everything brought to light as it is, uh, and he says, all right, if right, we're going to show everything. Then that has kind of opened Pandora's box, where now Ed Reed is going on Instagram Live showing everything and Bethune-Cookman might be different than Jackson State where they don't want everything shown. Maybe they're in a different situation than Jackson State, whether it be uh, university cleanliness, whether it be how the campus is presented, how the campus actually feels, looks, is uh, it, it's it's. I don't know if it's if it's a good box to open to go on Instagram Live showing the university and what it is before you even have accepted the job, really, before you've even gotten to a practice. Okay. That's not great. But also, if you're trying to bring in Ed Reed and you're trying to turn this thing around and you're trying to get a culture change at Bethune Cookman, then you have to start changing the culture at Bethune Cookman. You can't, I don't, there's not many guys that can sit, truly move mountains. And there's not many guys right. that might want to come out of pocket like Dion did. And, and then Dion had to if he really wanted to make changes at Jackson State, which he did. Ed Reed might not be that guy. So if he's not that guy, no fault to him either. If he's not that guy, then there needs to be some type of work and not you saying, oh, Ed Reed came to our campus. He aired out our dirty laundry. Now he's not going to be our head coach. There either has to be a stepping point or you get a coach in there that's willing to coach in those conditions and somebody that's able to roll over for admission and or administration. If that's the coach you want, you could find any coach like that. You could find a coach anywhere that will do that. But uh, Ed Reed does not seem to be that type of guy. Uh, He seems Ed Reed also seems very disappointed with the situation, how it unfolded.
0: Well, I, I also, I don't think it's purely if Ed Reed is the same type of coach as Dion. The one thing that is very positive is you do hear from the players that were briefly exposed to him that were saying like, we loved coach Reed, like just getting to know him. um, He seemed to really care about the players in the program. I'm I'm more disappointed with Bethune for not like you can't. And we talked about this last show. You can't hire somebody like this, a coach like this with a name recognition like this and not provide them a, a, a path to success. We Dude, I wouldn't
1: th- even I wouldn't even want to see like Mike Loxley there and having to to deal with that, right? Yeah. It doesn't even have to be an NFL Hall of Fame or great. The coach should be get, if you want to win and you want to change whatever coach you bring in if you really want that needs to be given a, a true opportunity to try change the culture with everybody pitching in not just him not saying hey you're Ed Reed you did it so now do it for us and and
0: and just wa- and we'll just sit here watch you do it one who does that who can do that one thing that's also ridiculous too that there's rumors and I, I think I even saw it was a former player who was alleging this. Posted a video of a game where they were sharing helmets. The guy was on the sideline like, hey, man, can I I need the helmet. D1AA sharing helmets. helmets. I don't know of a single other Division 1AA program, or even for that matter, reputable Division 2 or 3 program that is sharing helmets. If you can't afford simple things like that, you should not be fielding a team i don't understand dude why I, they even ha- are paying the money to field it with the low level of quality is there is there some type of a write off that comes from having a sports team i don't under, i don't understand any of this by the or by the the, the school's standpoint they it is rinky-dinkin' ridiculous the it's way it's rinky
1: dink, And I, I promise you, Keith Wells Jr. and uh, Brian Javier Castillo were not sharing uh, uh, helmets at Lackawanna Junior College. Dude, could you imagine? It's D1AA. It's FCS. You do not Ugh. share helmets. At Bethune, Cookman, you cannot tell me that that is an operation that, that unless it was just, hey, you're bringing unless we're taking it completely out of context, which the show does a lot. And he was just asking his teammate to give him his helmet. It looked like they were sharing helmets.
0: Nah, dude. I think that the they were sharing helmets, right? Yeah, I really do think that they were sharing helmets because it, it was a former player that shared God. shared the clip from the game, and he's like, "Oh, here's an, here's a good example of, of when we had to share." Look, all I can say is, if I showed up to camp and we we're sharing helmets, I would have quit.
1: I, I would have been college pissed.
0: football's not for me. Yeah, I would I would have been like, I'm out. <laughs> I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here right now if, if Rhode Island was sharing helmets. And it's
1: I don't know. It it's weird. H. There's a lot of pride wrapped up in HBCUs as there should be. And there's people that will defend them and say, OK, well, look how far we've come already. Look how look how great the institution is. Look who we've been able to have graduate from the school still. Still, we, there has to be a level of accountability for the school to acknowledge that if you really want a winning program, things might have to change. And if you want somebody to come in here with an unbiased opinion, which is someone that you need to change a culture, we have to accept that. We have to accept it. And, and people are going to say it's Ed Reed's fault. People are going to say it's the university's fault. I'm not saying there's a fault. I'm saying that there needs to be some type of cohesion between the two. It can't be all you or all me. It, it just doesn't work like that in football. It's a team sport. You want to do tennis? Fine. Tennis, it could work like that. You want to do uh, swimming and diving? Sure. You're in the pool. You're racing. This is football. It's a different type of culture that you need to have established.
0: Hopefully that situation is resolved. And also hopefully Ed Reed does get an opportunity to take over another university because it was very promising from the start for the very brief period of time that he was, he was taking over. All right, Sean, let's wrap with this. Uh, My top 10 mock draft that I released Uh, yesterday, which got some pushback because of a Will Levis pick that I had at number two overall, uh, any takeaways that you have from this said mock draft.
1: All right, let's go one through 10 here. Number one, Will Anderson edge Alabama to the Chicago bears. This is no trades involved. I'm seeing it's just a straight up draft. No no
0: trades. It's, it's too early to do trades right now. I, I, I don't like getting too caught up with the trade stuff.
1: Will Anderson, uh, Edge Alabama, he's probably – I mean, I don't know. Who do you want more, Will Anderson or Jalen Carter? So if you think that he's, he's better for the number one all, overall pick, that's cool. Will Anderson to the Bears. Fine with that. Will Levis, first quarterback off the board to Kentucky. Uh, I, I, why?
0: That's not – and I, I stated or, or this – That is not my analysis. That is not well, my – You put it in
1: your top ten mock
0: draft. Wait, so I'm just that wondering is, that is not my ranking of him. I have him lower than CJ and Bryce Young. However, from what it sounds like, from what I've heard, the Texans are not big fans of Bryce Young because of his size. So the exact opposite of that is the big, meaty kid that's really toolsy, and that player is Will Levis. They're not gonna go CJ if they don't go Bryce. That's that's my thought
1: okay all right all right so if you think that's if you you're so you're going on just how you think the teams would operate in the fit this is not a ranking because it seems like you're trying to stir something up with this will levis thing but not, if that's how you're to going stir anything up i, you, I have well, you stirring me up right now
0: all right well i'll tell you where that information's coming from after but i have information sure. that is indica- indicative of it being a very likely possibility i think that there the reason why there is steam for him being the first overall pick is directly related to the texans i don't think it's related to any other any other program or not program franchise i don't think any other team is that high on him i think it's it's purely the texans because of that bryce young stigma
1: okay all right all right all right all right okay i'm not going to battle you on that uh number three jalen carter defensive tackle georgia to arizona arizona needs whoever they can get i don't hate it they could take it's just it doesn't seem like a reach. It seems fine. He's a good player. So Arizona dumpster fire, but helping the team there. Number four, yeah, Bry- best available. Uh, number four, Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama to the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, I think Bryce Young's a gamer. I think the Colts are a mess. I think that they they have no direction. I think they will hurt Bryce Young uh, and his.
0: What they got a good offensive line when they're they healthy? They
1: don't. They don't. They do not have a good offensive line. Uh, I think that they could ruin Bryce Young. I hope they don't, but they could. Uh, Number five, CJ Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State to the Seattle Seahawks. Like it. I like this. I think that CJ Stroud, he showed me a ton in the in the CFP semis game. He showed me a ton versus Georgia. That is one game. I'm not high on Stroud as, as, as a whole. I think he has accuracy issues. I think because he goes to Ohio State, it's uh, uh, he's made out to be a way bigger deal than than he should be. But no one else has played Georgia like that. So he he was able to be a gamer with an injured offense uh, and, and really keep it tight with that uh, with that Buckeyes team versus that Georgia team. So if he could do that and and maybe I don't know, maybe he will learn some stuff from Gino it seems like a seahawks pick where he he's, he could just be a, a great quarterback for 10 years for them it seems like it
0: the one that one pick got also a lot of pushback more than the will levis one because they're like oh gino was so good last year i i, I don't think Geno, he's not the future gino's 32 and he would played at like a c plus level like and he'll be the starter
1: next. I'll give year. him I'll give him a B level on the year. B level B- he he's he, he set the franchise record for passing yards. Granted it was only 4225, but still, come on. Give him a B.
0: That's also team was
1: awful, dude. It was awful. Uh, they had a great I'm, draft class but they were awful.
0: I'm also unwil- unwilling to give a lot of credit for anyone who produced a lot of results in the NFC West because that schedule was, was a point kind of soft, yeah. the, the I, toughest I, game was the 49ers last year. So I, I, I don't know. That. I just don't think, I don't think Gino was that good. And I think you need to start from scratch. I think that it, it's a, the pure example of box score reaction that a lot of people typically do, where they're like, well, look, you have this many stats. Why would you give them CJ Stroud? It's, like, well, if you watched him play in the playoffs, we all know that, that he is not the long-term answer.
1: Uh, number six, Brian that det- defensive tackle Clemson, going to the Lions. Okay. I, I'm never huge on having defensive tackles taken in the first round. I, it's like not
0: such a drop-off in talent that you could literally go with anyone after this pick, by the way.
1: I I, I would even. Brian bercy very good player, uh, but I don't take defensive tackles in the first round. I don't. There's enough dudes to, to, to be able to p- play that position. It's not a very hard position. Those that are very talented and I'll give it. I'll give it to you. if you're able to create pressure from the inside. It messes up an offense. terribly. Uh-huh. It, it, it does. If you have a, a Aaron Aaron Donald Grady Jarrett. uh, uh Who's the other jo- uh, uh and Williams. He if you have those three guys sure go uh, John Allen. Go ahead. But there's five of those guys that can really disrupt from the inside five, maybe six. So I do not agree with taking a defensive tackle in the first round. Detroit, well, I guess if those three quarterbacks are gone, sure. Uh, Sean, uh, well, they're also, uh,
0: I would rather keep, keep golf, but Sean, if you're worried about offensive or not offensive defensive linemen going that early, this is going to be a really hard year for you <laughs> because I gonna be lot, there's going to be a lot of them that go, uh, it's, go no, I'm, really fine with an,
1: I'm fine with taking a shot, a chance on an edge rusher. I'm fine with that. I'm even fine with a flexible defensive tackle to, 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 to defensive end guy. I'm I'm cool with that. Strictly defensive tackles. Can't do it. I can't do it. All right. Number seven, Paris Johnson, uh, offensive tackle from Ohio state to the Raiders. Okay. I have no be with that. I think Paris Johnson's technically sound. I think mm. it's so hard to be a rookie offensive lineman in the league. I mean, Trey Smith is fantastic this year. I always think about, um, what was that year when they were really thin at offensive line? I think that, uh, where, were a couple tack- it was like, uh, uh, McGlinchy went high and then the Raiders also took another high offensive Cold tackle. Miller
0: and, and Cole Miller. Cole Miller's been good, but they yeah. they but, need a right tackle. The rest of that offensive line stinks and Alex Leatherwood. Alex Leatherwood. Le- Jeez, I can't Leatherwood. Leatherwood. This is what happens when you just wake up. Leatherwood has was abysmal. He was terrible. Yeah. So you need a right tackle and I think that Paris Johnson you plug him right in kind of like what the Giants did where they already had their left tackle you get a guy who's a left tackle, you throw him at right tackle, and then you've got two bookend guys for possibly the next 10 years.
1: It can't hurt. Raiders fans, be patient, though. It took freaking four years for Caleb McGarry to be an actual starting tackle in the NFL. Some offensive linemen take longer, so get, just be patient. Uh, number eight, Miles Murphy, edge from Clemson to the Atlanta Falcons. Cool. Give me an edge rusher. We haven't had a pass rush uh, in the entire time I've been a fan, or at least since John Abraham years and one year of Vic Beasley. And and a rookie, Grady Jarrett, get take chances on the edge. I don't want Atlanta to take a cornerback. All I'm seeing is them taking cornerbacks. That's all I see. I don't. There's also not
0: that many good corners this year. For no, I'm
1: seeing the 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 kid from uh, Oregon being being uh, mocked all the time. I'm seeing Keely Ringo through Atlanta. I I don't. No, 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 no. Give me an edge rusher. Take a chance. If he stinks, he stinks. But you took a chance. If it's to Karis McKinley again, fine, fine. But you cannot just sit here and have twenty sacks a year when the Eagles are getting seventy. Am
0: I wrong, Joe? No, you're not wrong.
1: Not oh, wrong. Go,
0: oh, defensive lineman, you can build through the defensive line.
1: Not a defensive tackle, though. Okay.
0: Number gonna nine, take
1: uh, uh, who the Falcons? Why, why, watch oh, them
0: take Brazil. But go ahead, continue.
1: Awesome. Number nine, Tyree Wilson, edge, Texas Tech, going to Carolina. Okay. I mean, yeah. okay. Last year was a really good edge class, so I, I don't know if this year is going to live up to it. It is what it is. Uh, number 10, Trenton Simpson, linebacker Clemson to the Philadelphia Eagles. Sure. Rich get richer. What a great what a great spot that they have a top 10 pick and they're gonna win the Super Bowl.
0: That that one was so confusing for they're not gonna win the Super Bowl. That one was tough for me because it's like, okay, they are sound on their offensive line. They've got all the receivers, plus there's no receiver worth taking that early. They don't need Bijan because Miles Sanders had a great year this year. Uh and then on the defensive side of the ball, like every position group is filled. So if you're a clean roster, I had some people push back to like they've got Kaiser White. I'm like. Or no, wasn't it wasn't Kaiser White, I forget who it was. There there was one guy that everyone's like, Well, they've got this guy and he's really good. And like, he's okay. Why wouldn't you take the twitchy, freakish athlete and just kind of let him grow into the position?
1: Yeah, it's it's nuts. Uh that Philly defense is not say of Jalen Carter. They got N'Kobe Dean. They stole N'Kobe Dean last you year. Mean, was make-
0: um uh, uh oh my god, who's uh, the uh, oh, oh oh no you the- said
1: Jalen Carter. I, I uh, Davis. Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. They have good edge rushers, Brandon Graham still good. Um, yeah, another linebacker can't hurt and it's just why wouldn't Philly have a top 10 pick this year and they just steal and they just rob in the draft. They rob they they steal and pillage other teams in the last couple years in the draft. Congratulations Philly on back-to-back Super Bowl wins.
0: All right, I think that's a great note to wrap us up on at jody leone at sanderson radio hack city on youtube thank you everyone for tuning in we'll be back with more enjoy the rest of your week
1: thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube